Justin, you ready to smash some meat together until we produce a couple of genuine wrestle boys? Welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends and better friends through a love of professional wrestling. Um, we have a special little episode today. Um, Isai has disappeared into parts unknown, <laughs> and uh, we got a special guest, um, our friend Logan, who is also a wrestler in Idaho Wrestle Club. He's a genuine, actual, genuine wrestle He's boy. An actual, we have a real wrestle, wrestle boy. Um, yeah, I'm Derek. Uh, I'm Zach. My name's Matt. And I am Logan, a.k.a. King Marcus Anderson. King Marcus Anderson, who is the current heavyweight champion of Boise's Wrestle Club. Nice. Yeah, so what, um, when did you get into wrestling? Start with the starts. Uh, like the the very beginning, mm-hmm. or? Like when did you get in, like when did you love wrestling? Oh, geez. Um, probably about 92 or 93. Okay. Um, I remember watching uh, WrestleMania 9 or 10, one of the two. It would have been 94 if it was that. But um, I remember watching one of those two pay-per-views, and my brothers were big into it. So me like being the little kid that I was, because I was only two or three at the time, Damn. I was just like, Hey, this is really cool. They're actually beating each other up, but like Macho Man's got this awesome hat on, and freaking Shawn Michaels is strutting around the ring, and I was like, I kind of want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so you knew it three years old, pretty much. Okay. Um, and it also didn't help that yeah, being in a family of well, at the time it was four boys, and then my brother Brett and Connor came on like the last little bit of like us being in Riverside. Uh, we got wrestled, like, we were wrestling a lot. Uh, my brother, Kyle, who's the oldest, uh, we were his jobbers, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and so, every once in a while, he'd just he'd be like, hey, we'll put you in this move. And we are just like, like, we'd cry about it afterwards. Right. But then we'd keep on going back and being like, hey, we want to do more. And it just kind of like, helped aid it. My experience, too, would be my older brother being like, hold this couch cushion <laughs> and don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> we had, like, these giant body pillows, too, like, huge body pillow, uh, pillows that we'd do slams on. We didn't have a trampoline or anything like that. But we'd just, like, we'd stack two of those on top of each other. And then he'd just go and freaking... Uh, power bomb us and usually, <laughs> we didn't even know how to tuck our chins or anything like that so yeah. we were taking like the worst bumps and oh it was my just god. like god um cool so when did you start actually training to become a wrestler uh, like when did that idea get into your head so right around 2015 okay uh at the time jeff jarrett was pushing the uh gfw which is very different from today's GFW. Okay. And soon to probably not be the other. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, and they were pushing for the global aspect of it, and uh, they were promoting Wrestle Kingdom 9, I believe. It was either 8 or 9, one of the two. And I was, uh, like, I was slightly familiar with uh, Japanese wrestling. Um, I knew about Jushin Thunder Liger, okay. Kenta Kobashi, Kenta, and a few of the other guys, but I wasn't too familiar with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And so they were, at the time, like, I was, I was really behind the idea of, like, 
another like big global like wrestling organization mm-hmm. kind of in the same uh, like a similar vein to like wcw but like on a global scale yeah, yeah. and i went and picked up the pay-per-view like on a live stream like literally at three o'clock in the morning yeah and I want to say one of the first matches I saw was the the six man tag with uh, Bullet Club with Jeff Jarrett being in there for whatever reason. <laughs> and I don't even remember who he was facing. And I was like, "This is fucking cool." Wait, we can cuss, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> Woo. Um, and so yeah, I remember watching it. I was like, "Damn, this is crazy." And I think the opening tag match was a a three way tag with a. Uh, Red Dragon, Rapongi Vice, Young Bucks, and it uh, actually was uh, the Time Splitter, so it was a four-way dance uh, for the junior tag, uh, tag titles. And I was sitting there like, holy crap, like pretty much mesmerized by what was going on because I wasn't too familiar with the like New Japan way of doing things. I knew about mm-hmm. Strong Style. I knew about like the, I wouldn't say lack of gimmick, but it mm-hmm. was very much like, no nonsense like mm-hmm. we're going to go in there we're going to put a show on and at the end of the day like the, the fans are going to be like hella respectful and i actually fell asleep during the pay-per-view because <laughs> it was at three o'clock yeah, in the morning yeah. and i'm like god this is okay i'll, I'll just yeah. go one more and then i just dozed off Well, and like you were saying they they kind of skipped some of the the glitz and glamour that the wwe likes yeah so if, if you're not yeah. uh down to just devote oh, your man, attention yeah. to it it, yeah. it can be I, a little like i watched the g1 finals that was like my first live like attempt at like watching you know new japan uh-huh. while yeah. it's happening like i literally subscribed to new japan world like that night <laughs> yeah. i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do this like because i you know i was doing the like finding shady streams and stuff and every yeah. single one was just the free stream that they already offered and yeah. i was like well okay i'm gonna just spend this ten dollars right now and yeah it was so rough like i was staying live for a while and then eventually i was like i just have to get up and like walk around the block <laughs> yeah. to stay yeah. awake for the fun like the last yeah match. seriously so yeah uh i ended up going in like uh waking up later on and uh like getting a, another stream going and watch the rest of it and i was like that was something that I wanted to do since I was a kid, and real life happened, and that kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, maybe I should start looking into this. Mm-hmm. And so, around that time, I started like looking up wrestling schools. I came really close to either going and uh, applying one for one in Salt Lake mm-hmm. or uh, one in uh, Seattle, I want to say, and. I didn't get too far. I was dealing with family issues at the time too, so there was that. Yeah. And I didn't get a chance to really look into it. And my brother Ian works with uh, one of the guys that was training, uh, a dude by the name of Kyle, um, that he he had been training for at least a year. Okay. Um, in, in the same Russell Club ring that we use now, but the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They were using a jack instead of like uh, like just to support everything. So like the bumps were way stiff, <laughs> oh, and uh, they were getting busted in old school. So there was that, and uh, I didn't hop on it immediately. I don't know what it was. I like was just like you know what I'm gonna focus on just working and trying to help my family out and everything else. Mm-hmm. And so right around, I think it was August or September. No, it was a. Uh, july or august i finally went and sent a friend request to kyle and we we started talking and he was like 
he'll have to come out sometime. We've also got a show out in Middleton if you want to go to that. And it like I forgot about it. <laughs> Day of, I was like, I had my heart, I like my heart set on going to uh, Oktoberfest uh, happening in downtown Boise. Mm-hmm. And my brother Ian messaged me, and he was like, "You're still going to that thing, right?" And I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> uh, yeah." Um, I already got my ticket uh, to this beer thing. I'm all uh, like bum around here for a second. Uh, I got my free mug, and I was like, "Okay, hell yeah, and, <laughs> dude!" It's a nice mug. I was like, <laughs> it has Boise Oktoberfest on there, and I was like, nice. "This is nice." And uh, so I went and did that, and. Uh, I was like, okay, hopefully this is still running when I'm like, um, when I get back because like I, I wanted to grab the mug, I wanted to go and get like something to eat, and then I just fucking rushed out to Middleton. Like yeah. I, I hoofed it and I probably sped quite a bit. <laughs> and I get there, they hadn't started the show yet, and it was out in the middle of the field. They didn't even have like, um, they had like a, um, like a little tent with no like. Uh, sides or anything. Oh like no! That. So completely killing kayfabe in once fell swoop. Yeah, I think the the two main dudes that were on the card were two luchadors from uh, California. Oh wow! And uh, they were just using the bathroom off to the side, like they're just like <laughs> we're not we're not killing kayfabe. And Garby went and wrestled. I uh, had a uh, odd win from uh, Utah. Uh, I want to say Reyes was on the card too, but I could be wrong. Yeah, he was. And it was uh, Jack, Sean, and Garibay in there, and uh, uh, my friend Matt, who's a uh, ref in Utah, too. And I was just sitting there like, okay, I know that this is uh, this is actually my first indie show that I had ever gone to, too. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there, and I was like, huh, okay. You know what? Like, <laughs> like seeing it up close and personal. Yeah, like I was just like, I could get behind this. And it was the weirdest thing, because, like, okay, so they were doing a Harvest Festival, and... Um, Basically, like, there was no guardrails or anything like that. Like, it was very low-key, like, you could tell these guys were trying to get out of the gate. And it was one of those things where it was like, I wasn't put off by it. I wasn't like, you know, oh, this isn't WWE standard. Yeah. It was like, I could get behind this. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I think the thing that sold it for me, though, was the way that Jack and Kyle, or uh, Jack and Sean were working. Uh... They, like, were working so much heat that they actually had kids ripping grass out of the ground and throwing it in the oh, ring. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. Like, those, those are pissed off little kids. Yeah. The level of anger you have to reach to rip grass out of Mother Earth. <laughs> at a harvest like, festival. At a harvest festival, Like, I was just like, well, shoot, okay. Like... I've heard of throwing trash in the ring before. I've heard of fans jumping the ring, but straight off, like... And there was times where they, like... I think they were trying to tease for, like, an outside spot or something like that. And they just couldn't do it because freaking the kids were, like, right up in their girls and stuff. So I was just like, man, this is... I mean, this is insane, but, like, who cares? Like, this is awesome. And so, show finished up. And first person I talked to was uh, Matt. He was this uh, slightly taller dude. I think you guys saw him over at the uh, at the last Wrestle Club show. Okay. Bigger guy with a gut, uh, long hair, kind of raspy voice and everything, glasses and a hat. Yeah. Um, 
I literally thought that he was the guy running it. Okay. And wait, was he the announcer? Yeah, he was the announcer. Okay, okay, okay. And I was sitting there like, uh, so my name's Logan, and uh, I, I want to start training. And he's like, "You're talking to the wrong guy, kid." And I was like, <laughs> "Shit!" <laughs> um, and he point, pointed me in the right direction. Uh, that dude pointed me off to Garibay, who is a trainer with oh, cool. the group. And he was like, uh, Jack told me about you. And I was like, he did? And he was like, yeah. Uh, do you have any prior like uh, experience? And I was like, well, I ran track in high school. I ran a year of cross country, um, did basketball, and like that was about and it. And got fucking powerbombed onto pillows. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, no prior injuries or anything like that. And I was like, not that I know of. And he's like, okay, uh, let's keep in contact. Like, um, I'll talk to my guys and uh, we'll go from there. And I even helped tear down the ring with a few of the future Wrestle Club guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I literally thought they were the smuggest little shits. Because, <laughs> like, one of them's wearing a Seth Rollins shirt, the other one's wearing, uh, I think it was a Dean Ambrose shirt. <laughs> And were they a tag team at the time? No, they weren't, but they were best friends. And, uh, like, I'm just sitting there like, I'm not going to get along with you guys. You, you guys are little shits. Like, oh, man. And later on, like, we became best friends. And That's it's awesome. It's like, oh, okay. But, um... Did you get your Roman Reigns shirt and just... <laughs> no, 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 no. I wouldn't <laughs> complete the package. Oh, <laughs> the shield 2.0. Oh. just wore a vest. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But, yeah, no, I freaking, um... I went and, uh... I was wearing my Macho Man shirt, actually, now that I think about it. Nice. Um, so, yeah, after helping him tear down and uh, leaving, I went back to the Oktoberfest thing. I didn't tell anybody else. The only people that knew I was actually considering anything was my brother Ian, his wife Crystal, because they were there. And I think I called my mom later, and I was like, so I'm kind of thinking about doing this. And you're like, is she, like, it, like... She wouldn't let my brother Shane go and play football because yeah. he actually had like cleats like stomped on his arm, yeah, and like all this shit. And she was just like, "Well, you know that you don't have health insurance very much, right?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fully aware." And she's like, "Are you sure this is something that you want to do?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like with all this shit that's been going on with the family and everything else, I kind of want to do something different." Yeah, and she was like, she was fully supportive of that's it. Rad. So, oh yeah. I think the couple weeks after that, I like I I was told, "Hey, uh, come to this event. We'll do some roles. We'll try to get you broken in as much as we can because we don't have a place to train. Um, start working on a gimmick too." And I was like, "I thought you guys gave out the gimmicks." And it's <laughs> just like, "No, this is this is Indies. Like, this is your baby." Yeah. So I was like, "Okay." So the the event out in Middleton that you went and saw was that a Wrestle Club event? Was Wrestle Club a, that a was thing? Um, yeah. that was the start of Wrestle Club. That was literally Wrestle Club's first event. First event. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I wasn't on the card, but I was uh, I was helping out second show yeah. and yeah. third show. I was uh, in a battle royal. And then the the guy Kyle that you'd messaged back and forth, he was there. Yeah. Right? So you guys got to touch base. And yeah, and he's kick uh, like way. he's been one of those guys that's like helped me every step of the way. Like uh, like almost like another mentor. Like the great thing about uh, Russell Club, and it sounds like I'm going to suck up, but this is like 100 percent the truth. Is a lot of us are very much like 
we have each other's backs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've noticed, I'm not going to say promotions or anything like that, or like uh, from what the stories I've heard, sometimes you don't get that camaraderie yeah. in the back of the mm-hmm. locker room. Like you'll have like a couple of good friends, maybe some clicks here and there. Uh, yeah. And then uh, freaking, um, you'll have that one guy that's just like, I come here, you know, clock my check in and everything and freaking do my work and then go home. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything else. And like, I mean, if that's your thing, great. But like, uh, like we're all here to help each other out, to tell a story in the ring, to take care of each other. And then afterwards we go to Denny's or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Just yeah. chill. And so like, uh, it, it was great because like at first it was very much like, I don't know how I'm going to get along with these guys because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like I'm super, like, not, like, uh, like, in that kind of group. And then I found out that they were total nerds as well, like, in yeah. one form or another. And I was like, okay, I could get behind this. So yeah. of, the, of the guys that are wrestling now, uh, who, who was there from the beginning? Uh, so Garibay, uh, Jack, Kyle, um, Sean... Derek, me, I want, oh gosh. And then uh, Reyes and Odwin, but they work in Utah. Okay. So they come in every once in a while. And I I feel bad if I'm forgetting anybody else, so I do apologize. But like, uh, I think those are the guys that are still like kicking around. Everybody else either came on uh, a few shows after that or like, uh, they've gone and done their own thing or something, but mm-hmm. like, um, I want to say those are the the ones that are still like you know, we're coming up on our two year anniversary, and uh, like, uh, I think those are the guys that are like uh, still around. So and coming cool. into it, you were the least experienced at the time. Um, yes, I mean and like technically experienced. Technically experienced, yeah. Like I think me, uh, the two kids. Um, like we watched it on TV all the time. Yeah, I uh, mm. did the backyard stuff. Uh, those kids apparently they straight up like they would go and like actually take bumps onto plywood tables and everything. We never did that. Yeah, we would yeah. always like we would jump off of our houses onto <laughs> trampolines. Yeah. So it's like okay, so you did this thing, we did that thing, so kind of works. Yeah. Mm. And um. It, it wasn't for a while there, like, we didn't have, like, a uh, place to train, so we would literally, shut, uh, like, set up the rink super early, mm-hmm. get a bunch of training in, yeah. and then we'd be done, and then it would be the event, Damn. and then pack up and go home. Mm. So, yeah, but I, I would say that I was probably the least experienced. Like, I wasn't fully, like, I wasn't doing any sports. I was probably about six years out of high school at that point and really not doing a whole lot uh like like working out wise or yeah. anything like that so yeah so like <laughs> when you first started um just wondering like especially not having a place to like train like consistently i've heard a lot like from so many wrestlers that like you it's like even if no matter how much someone tells you you're still like unprepared for like how like some of those bumps and like the ropes feel like bouncing off of them yeah what was like the most striking thing to you about that like for me i think at first it was one of those like um 
the running theme with like a lot of people that don't wrestle is that the ring is super padded and all this <laughs> other jazz. And I can tell you that it's not. Like, yeah. I have been told from other people that have worked from uh, outside and worked in our ring, they're like, your your ring is the nicest, like softest pillow I've ever landed on. Or wow, like, really? like, <laughs> that ring looks scary. Like, yeah. and it's yeah, like it does look <laughs> scary. Yeah, like it's um, first bump I took wasn't too terribly bad. Like it felt like almost natural to me. Mm -hmm. Running the ropes, that one was the one that sucked the most because I uh, uh, we use a steel cable for our ropes, oh, but shit. it's like. Um, like, uh, it has a tubing and everything, and then some duct tape. Um, depending on where you go, uh, they don't get super fancy with their ropes. Others, they, they use actual rope. And first time I ran off the ropes, it was one of the weirdest things, because, like, you have to keep your body at a certain, like, level, mm -hmm. and you have to have your arms at certain parts on the ropes. Okay. I didn't do that. And so, like, I think I didn't fall through. I came close to falling through, but I also wasn't prepared for the level of spring that the cable ones do. And so, like, I have pictures somewhere on my cell phone of me, like, a day later, my body is bruised to high hell and everything Damn. because of what we were all doing. And I think I was trying to be, like... Uh, they were trying to uh, like uh, they were trying to get us to do uh, op uh, up and overs uh, from the corner, and it's just literally jump over the rope and land in the ring and everything, mm -hmm. and uh, totally racked myself. That's <laughs> oh my god! No. And like the, the guy kind of looked at me, one of the out of state guys, and he was like, "Yeah, we're not going to have you do that." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay, that's fair." And I've gotten better at them since. I've only probably racked myself once, yeah. but that was about it. Like, it, it took a while to build up towards that. But like, I would say definitely like the ropes. That's like, if they're not super tight, or if they're not uh, up to spe like, uh, because we do a lot of springboards with our stuff. If they're not properly tightened, like it could be like you run into it and then just fling off, and it's just like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Overshot that. <laughs> <laughs> so you've you've trained other places. I've heard rumors. Where uh, where, had where a little, are those little places? experiences outside of outside of the um, um, game? So I went uh, like I went and had uh, it was a seminar with B Boy actually in Seattle. Okay. Um, but that was back in was either April or June, I want to say. Mm -hmm. So there was that. Um, last year, uh, I went to Troy, Missouri for the uh, Harley Race Camp. Okay. Um, yeah. And that was one of my main experiences with that. Um, and that was a week-long program. Uh, I, interestingly enough, got in on a technicality. Hell because yeah. They were just like, you need a year experience and $500. Like, that was, uh, like, you have to provide your own room and board. Yeah. But, like, uh, basically, they were just like, you need a year's experience. And I was talking to Garibay about it, and he was like, yeah, I'm going. Um, would you want to go? And I was oh, like, cool. oh, wait, you could have asked Jack or Sean or anybody else. And he was like, 
I could have, but like I knew that they either had something going on mm -hmm. or they weren't going to be able to make it. So like you were one of my first choices and I was like, well, I don't even know if I have the experience for it. And he was like, technically you do because like well, the way that some of these indie feds work, um, like you could be working for like two or three years but like they only have uh, an event like once every month or once every two months. And so like with Wrestle Club, we had been working nonstop. Like we were working at, I think at one point we were working um, three times a month, maybe mm -hmm. four. Mm -hmm. And I kept on racking up all these, uh, these events. And so he was just like, if you uh, all email the guy and ask him if like you'd be able to do this and hell you might even email him and explain the situation so i emailed him and i was like hey my name's logan i technically don't have a year under my belt i'm coming up like a, I would say it was like 10 months at the time or 11 months at the time that like i had been wrestling mm -hmm. but we'd been wrestling non-stop yeah. since uh november of 2015. okay and so i was just like so i know that i'm slightly inexperienced but like would you guys make an exception and he was like yeah actually like you technically have a year and a half oh because wow of how you how you've worked and i'm like awesome i got the eye like, of the tiger i know <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh burpee um and i kind of i was like I have a year's experience, but I'm still like super like there were still things I was trying to learn. So I, I didn't feel like I had a year's experience, but mm -hmm. they're just like, no, technically you do. And so uh, we went and just focused on our cardio, tried to like help out with that and um, like little things that we can do in the ring. And then, yeah, we drove from Boise, Idaho, literally late night um, on a... I think it was a Friday night um, right before the camp started. Drove all the way to Rock Springs. And for the record, Garibay is a fucking madman. <laughs> he has been known as the road warrior because, like, he will literally go and, like, he'll just be like, yeah, so I'm going to drive for, like, seven or eight hours straight. We're going to pull over and, like, sleep for, like, an hour or two. And then we're going to fucking hop back on the road. Jesus. And I'm like... Do you, do you ever sleep? Like, I know that you're, like, Native American and everything, so, like, you've got, like, that natural fucking, like, I can be up in a moment's notice and just fucking go for days. But, like, holy shit, dude, you haven't even had coffee. And he's like, well, I've got pre-workout. And I'm like, <laughs> even still, like, what the hell? Oh, oh no. There's a, there's a pupper here. Yeah, Zeno's on the podcast today. <laughs> so cute. And so he has like, a lot of opinions on pre-workout. <laughs> very much so. Um, and so, like, we didn't even. I think the only times that we stopped were to go and use the bathroom and like to pull over. We like packed like lunches and everything. So like a bunch of sandwiches, and it was like uh, like I don't know what it was. Like the drive sucked because mm -hmm. it was such a long. Like it's twenty three hours yeah. from here to Troy, Missouri, and it also didn't help that we had a. Uh, uh, construction happening, like oh, a good shit. chunk of Nebraska oh, yeah. and everything. And we're just sitting there like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I brought along like a little DVD player 
I brought up along my tablet and we just we ended up just watching uh wrestling uh we watched a few of the, like uh osw review episodes like we were talking shop non-stop yeah and like it even got to the point where it was like we were trying to go in with a game plan of what we can do yeah and so like well, that was the only bad part of the, about the trip was the drive itself. But like we were, we would pull over and it was just like this nice serene field, and we we're just like, yeah, we need to like eat. So we'd go and like eat really quick, like bullshit about the sandwiches, and then we we're back on the road, <laughs> like literally 15, 20 minute breaks. Damn. And so uh, we got we got there late night, um, like Saturday uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning. And we were fucking tired as hell. And uh, we pull up to our hotel. It was called the America's Best Inn or whatever. America's Best Hotel. Total. Was it? Was it America's <laughs> Best Hotel? No. Oh. If you could take a screenshot of my face. like <laughs> No. It was total like false advertising. Uh, one of the guys that was staying uh, there that I got to be good friends with, he literally rolled up. And like... As a kid, he lived in okay circumstances, but like every once in a while, he'd come across something really shitty. And he rolled up and he saw that and he was like, "Nope, I'm nope, nope." We <laughs> go right across the street to the Super Eight Motel, which was fancy as fuck, by the way. It was <laughs> shout super, out Super Eight. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and so uh, we get there, and I'm I'm like, I know I'm really tired, but like this place looks fucking run down. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I know." Pretty sure there was a crack deal going on. Uh, let's just get our hotel and like freaking crash. So we crash and uh, we go and uh, wake up the next day, meet up with uh, my friend Todd, uh, our friend Flex, and we just start bullshitting. We hit the gym and everything. It was like kind of like this, like, I wouldn't say it was awkward by any means, but it was definitely like, hey, we've got to kind of focus and like feel each other out mm -hmm. and luckily we were able to hit the gym we got to meet a few of the guys that were uh students over at the harley race camp and like we got to talk shop for a minute mm -hmm. and then i uh, ended up going and watching SummerSlam uh right afterwards oh, and nice like, by the end of it i think like i hit it off with todd the most like that dude is a fucking badass and that was the same night that they were doing um it was the Universal Championship the first time that they had unveiled it. And we were just like, they're fighting over a red velvet cake belt. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I kind of want red velvet cake too. Let's go to Domino's and see if they have any red velvet cake. <laughs> and we just picked out on Domino's and everything. And then from there, uh, first two days uh, of the training camp, uh, they had representatives from New Japan Pro Wrestling there. Shit. Yeah. Um, I can't say all the names. I have been f sworn to secrecy on who they can... Because they, they maintain kayfabe over there, too. Okay, okay. And even in the photos, like, they had people there. Yeah. Like, and we actually took photos, like, one after another of who was there. Shit. But we, we pretended, like, they weren't there or they were there at different times. Yeah, and yeah. so gotcha. uh, the only ones I can say that were there were uh, Ghetto-san... Uh, who's been working in the business since 85, 86, or something like that as a junior heavyweight. Uh, and um, 
uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Jesus. who, you know, fucking, <laughs> yeah. like, if you... If John you, Cena of Japan. N- yeah, <laughs> with the best hair, by yes. the way. Oh, second, second, an episode. second or third episode. Yeah, the bonus story. So good. <laughs> and so, and like, and we will be talking about that hair. Yes, yeah. we will. I assume you got to touch it. I did. How soft is it? It is super hella soft. Like, <laughs> what, does it, what does it smell like? It, it uh, you know, I couldn't even place what it smelled like. It's it heavenly, like, probably. It was, it was pretty heavenly. Like, <laughs> I couldn't pinpoint what it was because there was so many aspects of heaven, but like wrestling. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah. this is like the best goddamn thing just, ever. Did, you, like love did you know energy. much about him before? Yeah, okay, I did. Okay. I knew, like, I, I was like, uh, he was, uh, when I was watching the Wrestle Kingdom match, when I okay. first like was getting into it, I had heard the name before and I wasn't too sure. Like, a lot of people were making comparisons to how, like, him and Okada were basically the uh, the Rock and Stone Cold mm-hmm. of Japan. I get that. Yeah. And it was like, I was drawing comparisons, and I was like, this is nothing like the Rock or Stone Cold. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, what is going people on? just have to somehow relate. Yeah. 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 And, like, it was it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I'll watch these guys. And by the end of their, uh, their Wrestle Kingdom match, I was absolutely blown away. I was yeah. like, holy shit. And so, like, I started researching more into Tanahashi. And he was actually kind of added late into the game. Okay. Like, it was originally just supposed to be Ghetto. Um, uh, oh, gosh. I'm trying to remember. He was one of the Stooges. I can't believe I forgot his name. Oh, Iggy, the, Iggy Pop. Uh, no, uh, Vince McMahon Stooges. <laughs> oh, gosh. Great. No. Oh, that's good. Uh, Gerald Briscoe. There we go. Oh, okay. it, it, because he's uh, head of talent relations with WWE, or he's one of the guys that does that. And then uh, they're bringing in um, uh, Shane Helms from TNA oh, when he was still working yeah. with TNA. And so I was like, that's, that's a hurricane, good... right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hurricane. Um, and so like I was just sitting there like, this will be a good a good uh, selection. And then they had made the announcement probably about four weeks before like the actual thing that Tanahashi was coming in, and I was like, whoa, that changes <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah. And so a lot of like just like running through the motions, they they mm-hmm. were like, we don't train like you know stretch here stretch there we do a good like 200 squats we do different variations of squats so by the end of it you're doing like uh, you know 1200 squats different variations uh you're stretching out your back you're stretching out your neck you're doing a lot of high intensity like stretching because Mm -hmm. they take gnarly bumps oh yeah oh yeah it's insane and they just straight up they were like you know what we do this because like if you notice, like, we don't have a whole lot of injuries when we do. Those guys come back, like, five months later, and they're just like, yeah, we took this injury that we were supposed to be out for a year and mm-hmm. came back in five months. Yeah. That's how trained they are. Um, and it's meticulous, but they do that for a reason. A lot yeah. of people, they were complaining about the stretches, and it's yeah. just like, no, this makes sense because, yeah. like, these guys are landing on their necks. Mm-hmm. They don't work quite the schedule that WWE does, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they put a lot more into their matches, yeah. not to, you know, 
crap on WWE's product, mm-hmm. but you can crap on WWE's yeah, product. We do a lot. We do a We do a lot of crapping on WWE's product on this podcast. They're just so different. Like the way I mean, WWE is you know it's a mass. It's what it is. Yeah, a gigantic marketing. The reason why it's so big and like and it works being that big because they do it that way. Yeah, New Japan is a lot more interesting to watch in the ring because of how they do it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I feel like with how often New Japan works as opposed to WWE, WWE's touted as like we're doing crazy workouts and all this jazz, but like Japan, they just like they're very much no nonsense. They will mm-hmm. go and straight up like, yeah, we work out a lot. We like <clears throat> I was talking to um, so one of the backstage guys. Um, I wish I could remember his name, but he was super nice, and he was like. So basically, a lot of people think that we take off time because we don't work as many dates. Mm -hmm. That's not true whatsoever. We're still hitting the gym. We're Mm -hmm. still constantly working out. It it is a full-time job for us. And some of us, like not only are they working New Japan, but some of those guys, they have a working relationship with the Ring of Honor Mm -hmm. or they just hit indie shows here and there. Mm -hmm. So like, honestly, they, in a way, are kind of their own, like, uh their own booker but at the same time like they still have dates to uphold with new japan and Mm -hmm. especially if you're champion like that the the iwgp uh title belt like that's one of the most prestigious if not the most prestigious title in the world yeah so like to have i don't think that uh tanahashi was the heavyweight champion at the time i could be wrong but that guy like he lives and breathes the sport like oh, sure it's insane and like he's he's getting to the point where like he's he's starting to wind down he's been working since 99 as a young lion um and then like just kind of steadily built towards that and he was the go-to boy uh in 2005 2006 because okay. like uh you had guys like katsuyori shibata okada and all these guys that they were being touted as, like, the next, like, three musketeers, like, of New Japan, which is basically their top three. Yeah. And Shibata ended up quitting because he wanted to go into MMA. Like, it it wasn't something that he wanted to do. So a lot of the... Oh, and I... um, Oh, gosh. Nakamura was also considered a three musketeer as well. But, like... A lot of the responsibility fell on Tanahashi mm-hmm. to maintain, you know, that that momentum. And like uh, New Japan, they went through like kind of a dark age period right mm-hmm. around that time because okay. like a lot of talent they were dropping out, or a lot of their guys that they were going to were um, they were going to All Japan Pro Wrestling Noah, and they were just having this giant uh, roster shift. So they had to build a lot of guys up super quickly without really, like, getting them up there. Like, they were names before, but, like, they had to... They basically had to push them like John Cena to a degree. Yeah. And uh, Tanahashi, just, like, he freaking, like, he carried that that banner. He still carries it to uh, to this day. But, like, uh, he he really cares about the sport. And, like, um, we were doing... um, these little drills here and there and they got me into the ring i don't remember who i was working and they were just like hey we want you to do a headlock uh hit the ropes 
um, shoulder tackle, like just the normal universal spot. I fucked up on the headlock really bad. Like I had it a wrong, wrong side. I didn't have my feet properly aligned and like, I just looked like shit and I'm like, yep, there's the inexperience. That's uh, <laughs> great. And I roll out of the ring. Tanahashi comes up to me, taps me on the shoulder and I'm like, uh, hi. And he's like, headlock. Can I, can I show you the headlock? And I was, I was like, or he was like, first, like show me. And I kind of showed him and he was like, wrong, wrong. Let me show you how to do this. It was super nice about it. Super respectful. Yeah. And he was just like, reason why we do this is so that you don't get picked up because like if, if you botch on a headlock or something like that and you don't have the right alignment, um, I can literally just like, like heave you into like a modified German and it would suck for you. But yeah. like, that's my receipt on you for like shitting on this. Yeah. And like, he was just super nice and respectful about it. And like straight up put me into a headlock. I put him into a headlock. That was the end of that. And he was just like, eh, like, here you go, dude. And I was like, thank you so much. He's like, don't worry about it, man. And I was <laughs> wow, like, so like, oh my gosh. Awesome. I was just like, Tanahashi just came up to me and did that. Like, he didn't need to. Like, yeah. this dude has, like, millions of dollars, billions of dollars saved away. He's a fucking, like, legend in this industry. Yeah. And he just he wants to help you do the best headlock you I was just do. like, I want to be like that when I grow up. Like, dude, that's, that's such a cool experience. Insane. Yeah. So, yeah, second day we went and uh, we did more stuff. We did headlock takeovers. And I was lucky enough uh, with my group because we were inexperienced that... Uh, uh, like I got to train with Tanahashi. Everybody else got to train with some of the other guys and they, they learned some things and like I got extended ring time with Tanahashi, which was super Damn. cool. And we, we got to talk like a little bit. Um, there were a couple of times where he was trying to figure out the right things to say. Cause his English is all right. Yeah. Yeah. But like, he was like, he would space on a word and I'd be like, Oh, you mean this? And he's like, Yes, thank you. <laughs> and I was like, yay, I'm helping him out. <laughs> this is awesome. We're tag team partners. Yeah, I know, right? But, like, it was uh, really cool because, like, you can tell, like, the dude might be a nerd, too, because he was wearing a Monster Hunter jacket. <laughs> and, like, yeah. he had a, his own, like, Tanahashi t-shirt on. But, like, he was extremely nice. And I think he's, um, at the time, he was, like, 42, 43 or something okay. like yeah. that. Doesn't look it. And no, no, not that, the dude, like, I kid you not, he has, like, the biggest pecs, the, the nicest abs. Oh, yeah. And, like, I guess he was getting his own, like, model photo shoot thing, like, for a Japanese magazine and everything. Oh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, this dude's, like, 40-something, and he looks like a freaking tank. Like, he, yeah. he's amazing. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the hair. Yeah. And it's just like, gosh dang it. But, yeah, like... He's just one of the most respectful dudes ever. And even Ghetto, like, every once in a while, would come over and talk to us and say hi. Um, I will say this. Red Shoes was there. Oh, um, yeah. And so, like, we got to talk to him for a moment. And he, mm -hmm. was, he was super nice, too. Like, and, like, what was cool about it was we would always break for lunch mm -hmm. uh, if we wanted to hit the gym really quick like we could. But then afterwards, everybody would either go hit the gym or they would go and rest up for the next day. And Garibay and I, we kind of looked at each other and we were like, you know, we could go back to the hotel room that is America's best hotel, which <laughs> is the total bullshit story of this whole trip. Or, uh, and we can drink, 
or we can go and just straight up work out and like talk with the new Japan guys because yeah. they were there. We, and we went and did that. That's awesome. And we got to chill out with them for a moment. And we got to work out and still talk sport and everything. And it was super nice. So yeah. those two days like were definitely like, uh, those two days were worth the 500 alone. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, were there, so Red Shoes was there. So are there people there training to be refs too? Uh, no, it okay. was it was literally like just a personnel thing. Like okay. they were just like, okay. we don't need to bring like a whole lot of like, press or anything like that so yeah. we're just bringing people in from the office that uh, like have normally worked there okay. so i would love to shake red shoes hands but you, yeah, make, you was... make being a ref look like an art oh yeah. my gosh him yeah. tiger hattori like both like those guys have reffed some big matches i saw tiger hattori uh, in long beach for the g1 yeah i want to talk to you about the g1 and uh straight up like uh, like he was dressed up in a suit had his hair in a bun and everything he looked legit as fuck and i was just like <laughs> Man, this guy's a badass. <laughs> so, uh, what I want to know about that, because you went to the G1 mm -hmm. here in the U.S. Yep. Uh, one, uh, how many Okada bucks did you take home with you? I actually just got the one, uh, <laughs> and that one was, like, by a, uh, a twist of fate and luck and all this other jazz. Jeff or Matt Hardy gave it to you? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say his name was Matt, but I could be wrong. <laughs> So they uh, they had uh, we got there the day that the first day was happening, and we didn't get tickets for the first day because freaking ticket scalpers were buying tickets up left and right. Yeah. Otherwise, we would have gone sooner and done that. Um, and I went and managed to hit my hometown of Riverside, California. Got to see some old spots because I hadn't been there for like twelve years or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And um, got to see some of my old spots. We went and dropped past uh, Anime Expo was happening the same weekend. AKA that's, that's smart weekend. Yeah. <laughs> AKA Line Con 2017. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking oh god, it was such a nightmare. And I'm just sitting there like I'm glad that I didn't buy tickets because like they were trying something new, but like it failed miserably. Mm. And so Christian and I, uh, we were just like. So, you want to go to Long Beach now and meet up with uh, the guys that we're staying with? And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it. And so we went, met up with them, kind of chilled out for a little bit. And then we were like, you know what, we'll go and hit the town. Like, I don't think that anybody's going to be running around a whole lot, but, like, you never know. And they did actually have a Reddit uh, group meeting up at one of the bars. And, uh, like, they were just going to fucking talk wrestling. And, mm -hmm. like, it was a group of marks. Yeah. Like, a lot of guys that like just wearing New Japan shit yeah, left yeah, and yeah. right, and I'm like, I'm at home. <laughs> and this place was like, it, it, it was. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it was very much like a pseudo religious, like we're all bad boys here situation. And yeah. So like it was like trying to be religious, like an, I I want to say it was called the nunnery or something like that. But like straight up like skimpy like bar outfits and everything. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Like, oh, man. <laughs> And booze is flowing. This is fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and we got to talking to some of these guys, and he, he, like this dude was like, "Yeah, I snatched up a bunch of Okada dollars, and it, it, like he, he handed it to me." And I was like, "This is the most gorgeous goddamn thing I've ever seen." Yeah. <laughs> it's literally Okada on one side, and then the other side, it's uh, his uh, his uh, drop kick, which is the best drop kick, yes. drop kick in the game awesome. business. Absolutely. And he was like, if you want that, take it. And I was like, dude, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I've got a, I've got a bunch more. And I was like, yes, I will take it. <laughs> um, what was your experience with being an audience member at, at a New Japan pro wrestling show? Absolutely. Like, 
I don't know how to properly describe it because with with it being um, you know an American audience, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys they might be familiar with the product. Other people, like I know that there are a few people that actually like they saw uh, the thing and they were like, you know, we know that's not WWE. But we'll still go for the fucking, like, for the wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Because they weren't familiar with it, but they were like, you know what, let's check it out. And so a lot of the guys, uh, they were, like, every once in a while you'd have a guy try to start up his own chant. There was one douchebag. I'm going to, I'm going, I, I wish, like, Cotton, like, he was just an older dude. And he was telling people to sit down left and right, like, just, like, we would be standing for, like, certain matches and everything because like those guys like they put on a fucking show just because they were in like uh la long beach doesn't mean that they were missing a beat yeah like they were hitting everything that they got chops that like uh that they would hit would reverb throughout the building it was that good and freaking this guy kept on like basically shitting on every other person that was like either standing up or trying to chant and he's just like shut up it's just a fucking spot you fucking mark and i'm like you don't realize where you're at bro this yeah. is yeah. japanese so, wrestling the, plus these people have never seen it live yeah yeah. Oh, yeah i couldn't even imagine but like definitely like the wwe audience it's very much encouraged that they are well, like I don't know rowdy. how it's encouraged for them to be as rowdy as they get sometimes. I don't think beach balls like, are encouraged. No, no. no they're officially <laughs> no. not anymore. Bustin' <laughs> yeah. balls. Uh, but in, at a New Japan event, even though it's the best wrestling you'll ever see, everyone is sitting down. Yep. The, the, yep. the uh, expectation is that you're going to be respectful to them because they're respecting the art of what they're doing. Yes. Um, so how, yeah, how do you mix that with the U.S. audience who fucking are like, well, I want to see <laughs> chairs, I fucking, chair. yeah. fucking burning table, yeah. <laughs> storylines, yeah, um, freaking, um, there, uh, the respect is still there, like for a lot of those guys, like any time that they had a major spot, you'd always just like get this giant, like this is awesome chant or a round of applause, mm-hmm. um, but like because like the audience is different like a lot of the guys are standing up and this one dude in particular he yelled at another guy and right as this dude was trying to sit down he was like slowly lowering down i don't remember what match it was during but somebody did like a freaking over the top plancha and the guy that was sitting down turned around everybody was screaming and then they quieted down and the guy turned around he was like you see that fucker and, like, he immediately shut up afterwards. Like, the guy just wouldn't say anything else. Right up until the Billy Gunn Tanahashi match, he tried getting his own chant over, and it was a please retire chant aimed at Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn's, like, still, he still got it, even though the match itself was a different paced match than what the Tanahashi, or, like, what the yeah. rest of them were. But, like, dude still got it. Mm-hmm. And,. He was trying to get his own chant over, and the guy, like, as soon as everybody kind of knew that it was that guy, everybody knows sold it. It was beautiful. I was like, thank goodness. Don't give this guy any more, uh, like, vindication or anything like that, because that guy's a douche. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, I mean, the audience, like, they still respected everything that was going on. They were still, like, super cool about everything. They were just straight up, like, 
this is like some of the best wrestling on the planet. Mm -hmm. And I swear, like we didn't even care who won, like because it was the finals were uh, Ishii and uh, Omega. Like we didn't even care. Like yeah, everybody was either siding with Ishii or everybody was taught uh, was siding with Omega. Mm -hmm. And like the little bit that they were teasing Cody coming out and throwing in the towel, we're just or, or no, that was the other match. No, yeah, that like, was the one before. Was that the day before? I think so. The, that was Omega. Yeah, because they were yeah. playing off of uh, Dominion, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like I, like, uh, I know that they had that uh, table spot that they teased a whole lot. Mm. That was insane, and everybody yeah. was just like, "We knew that it was coming up, but when it hit, the yeah. fucking pop on that was yeah. amazing." Yeah. And Omega yeah. winning, uh, like everybody was just like so ecstatic, and like just like, you know what? Even though Ishii didn't bust out with the win, like he's still like one of the best workers. Absolutely. Like and that like, had like teeth on the rope spot. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm just sitting there like I'm looking there and I'm kinda of squinting my eyes and I'm like, he's he's biting down on the rope. <laughs> that is genius. <laughs> like it's he's, like, he's so a good. stone pit bull and he's yeah. like biting down. <laughs> he's so working weird. his gimmick, yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. That's so cool. So what's what are your if you even have one? What's like your end goal for wrestling? What's next for you? I guess would be a better question. Um. So you know it's been talked about uh, on different podcasts and everything. Um. I am supposed to be going to Japan. I've even hinted at it. Um. I'm pretty sure it's like an official set in stone one. Um. Towards the end of me. Being in Japan, I will be working at a smaller promotion in oh, yeah. Tokyo awesome. um, called Bar and Fight. Um, bar and Fight? Bar and Fight. Fun. It is <laughs> literally yes. wrestling in a bar, which sucks for me because I'm sitting there like, I'm going to go and steal your drink and like fucking shoot it right in the middle of the match <laughs> and then be like, hey, thank you for the drink. And they just be like... Dude, you fucking stole my drink. Yeah. I didn't find out that they're like Yakuza, and I'm like, shit, that's not the wrong guy. That's the but ultimate fucking heel guy, move. I know, right? Stealing, stealing drinks. Plan. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, shit. Yeah, I gotta have a plan. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but I'm working Japan, and like, that's great and all, but at mm -hmm. the same time, I'm like, no, I need to like work more of Japan, though. Yeah. So this is kind of like, it's kind of a teaser for my end goal. And it, like, yeah. for me, like, I would be lying if I said that I didn't want to work WWE at some mm. point in time because oh, like that's, that's what you grew up on. Like yeah, yeah. that's uh, like why I'd be like I don't want to work WWE because it's too mainstream. Like like I, it's fucking ring time. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Like I will still work that shit regardless of what position I'm in. Yeah. Like just to be able to say that I've done it. Yeah, of course. Um but I would really like to eventually work e like NXT, WWE, all that jazz. Okay. Um definitely work Japan. Um I've kind of been like shifting gears a little bit towards like uh, looking into more English, uh, like England-based wrestling and everything. Yeah. It's so coming up, where, okay. yeah, it's coming up yeah. huge right now. Like I'm just like it's a style of wrestling that I want to get into more because it's like more of a like like shoot catches uh, catch a can you know like situation. And I work a big man style, and I'm like I want to be able to have like holds and stuff tucked away in my back pocket and mm -hmm. really get well-versed in that. Like, I want to become, like, not necessarily a jack-of-all-trades, but yeah, definitely, yeah. like, being able to, like, 
adapt to whatever they need me to be. Yeah. yeah. And then that's, just that's be able to work everything because like the more you work and the more different styles you have, like the better, like you're, uh, the more chances you're going to get booked, the people are going to look at you and they're like, that guy can do whatever he wants, but like, he's not a dick about it. Mm. Cool. So there's that. Um, I like dream job would be working new Japan pro wrestling okay. and, uh, even pro wrestling Noah and like all, like all these, uh, uh, Japanese promotions, because a lot of those guys, even though they're different brands, they still like, well, okay. With the exception of DDT, which DDT, they get a little crazy with their stuff. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being a heavy metal champion. Though. That would be amazing. Sick. Although I don't want a job out to a ladder or probably yeah. like that's or, just a, not. or a doll. Yeah. Or a doll. <laughs> Um, but that does like, have some good matches. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I want to get to the point where it's just like, uh, like even though they're like separated by like you know brands and everything, mm -hmm. like the Japanese work rate is one of those things where it's like, holy crap, these guys put on a freaking show. Yep. And for me, like, I, I am like, I want to be able to entertain people because yep. at the end of the day, like those those guys. Are like where I was at and mm -hmm. where I uh, where I'm still at, mm -hmm. but like I want to be able to go at the end of the day have like somebody turn to like their kid or their like wife or something like that and be like that guy put on a good fucking show mm -hmm. and like give them their money's worth as opposed to like teasing something stupid or yeah. like you know I want to be able to give that satisfaction because like you know nowadays like with how like shitty the world can be and everything mm -hmm. like you know giving them something even if it's like for a two or three hour span mm -hmm. is still more help that i could do like doing something else like i feel like uh, like i'm giving them something to cheer for or boo for mm -hmm. and like they're they're taking their mind off of like all the shitty stuff that's going on right now mm -hmm. and like if i've done that even if it's for like a short 15 minute match or like you know beyond i've done my job yeah awesome. yeah. Fuck so, yeah dude yeah um how did you get hooked up with bar and fight is that something that you got through the connections you've made in wrestle club uh yes uh so one of the guys in seattle that i was working with um he he was he found out that i was working in japan or i was going to japan originally i was just going over to visit family because uh uh way back in the day 2006 2007 uh, we hosted a foreign exchange student from okay. Matsubushi, and uh, it's at one of the side cities in Tokyo. Uh, hit it off with their family really well. Right. Um, he moved off to Vienna. He studied German, and he works at uh, Frankfurt as a travel uh, agent. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> of all things. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of my good friends, uh, like, he's my brother, Subasa. Like, the dude is amazing, and I love that kid. Miss that kid. He's still around, but, like, we don't get a chance to, like, because he's, like, halfway across the world. Yeah, Communication yeah. can be, like, dicey at times. Yeah. But after the Harley Race camp, I was like, I really wanted to do this. Like, I wanted to go to Japan. Yeah. I've already started training to be a pro wrestler, so that was one of my dreams. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should do this Japan thing next. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I went and messaged him, asked him about it. He was like, hang on, let me talk to my mom really quick. Like... And originally, my brother Ian and I were supposed to go on two different occasions to Japan. Didn't pan out. Yeah. 
their offer of them hosting us still stood. Awesome. And so they were like, hey, by the way, like our, we're opening our house to you. If you want it, it's there. That's and awesome. I was like, yes, I want to go like right now, please. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, right around uh, December of last year, I was like trying to figure things out. And this promoter, he was like, hey, I know that you're coming up for uh, uh, this uh, be benefit show that we're working. Uh, do you want to possibly talk about going to Japan? And I was like, well, I'm already going to Japan. And he's like, working Japan. And I was like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let no, me go change and, my pants. Yeah. And he was like, it's not going to be like a big time promotion or anything like that. But it's still working Japan. And I yeah. was like. I could care less. Like I like it would be cool to see, you know, how to work it and in talking with him, talking with the Japanese promoter over there. Like he was like they were just like, yeah, we'll have you on. And like there was a couple times where like things got slightly dicey. Um and like the the one promoter wasn't able to go, mm -hmm. but he maintained that I would still have my spot booked no matter what. Awesome. And so um it was a lot of hammering out the fine uh, the fine details and everything but like uh the last little bit that i'm in japan i'm supposed to be wrestling for this promotion for a night and then um also be hitting like two new, uh, well hopefully two new japan shows while i'm there um so like it's it's just going to kind of suck though because uh october 29th was like that was the day that I debuted. Like it'll be two years, October 29th. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in Japan oh, by no. then, and so I'm sitting there like, do I have anything else like wrestling related? Is there something like? Is there some way that I can commemorate, you know, being a wrestler, like, because uh, I'm pretty sure they won't have any wrestling shows or anything like that. But mm -hmm. like, I just kind of want to like cap off like the you know two year anniversary and everything. And Garibay turned to me and was like, dude, like, you, you're going to be in Japan. And yeah. I'm like, I know, but, like, <laughs> I, I want to do something wrestling related. I want to take a bump or, like, two bumps or, like, something big just to, like, cap off two years. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, like, um, it should be fun. Um, the little bit that I've seen of the ring is it's, like, a little bit smaller than the Russell Clubs. Okay. Mm -hmm. They have chain link for the uh, the ropes instead of the Jesus. cable and the ropes, oh and uh, definitely no high spots for me. I don't uh, don't do a whole lot of high spots, but like I'm just like shit. I can't do my normal repertoire. This is yeah, because yeah. I'm going to be doing like I'm going to go and like snap mirror somebody. I'll chop their back. And then instead, because like I'll do the Samoa Joe thing, but I'll end with the big boot instead of like or, uh, instead of a Pele kick. Um, I know for a fact that I'm going to hit the ropes, and the ropes are going to be chain link, and I'm going to have to sell that like yeah. shoot like my back, yeah. or at least at the very least like just be like hit the ropes, boom, oh chain link, all oh, right, big boot, and yeah. then just kind of sell it a little bit afterwards, go for a cover. Yeah, yeah. like as long as I'm selling. Like little minute details, I'm good to go. Yeah, that's so. awesome. Hell yeah. So wrapping up a little bit, I just have like random questions off the cuff. Yeah, shoot. Uh, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Oh god damn you. <laughs> uh, can I cheat a little bit yes. and say top three? Yes. 
Of course. Um, but the one you say first is your favorite. So. <laughs> damn, it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Okay. Uh, first would be Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay. Uh, second would be Shawn Michaels. Okay. And then third would be uh, Kento Kobashi. Okay. What about right now? Right now, top three. Um, Kazuchika Okada. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw a slight curveball onto this and say um, Evil. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's up and coming, and well, that dude's like pretty badass. I'm really excited to see what he does against Okada. Uh, oh, same. Because he like because Okada elevates everyone, even yeah, if they're great. And so I'm real. excited to see what he does with someone that's all, like on the way up. And match. here's my fi- final curveball. I'm going to throw some people off. I'm going to say John Cena. You know, yeah. he's great. Yeah. Like I- especially now that he like, he's like putting people over, and he's just kind of a dick. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's like, they're not going to fucking fire me. I'm John Cena. Yeah, I can yeah. come out and do like, what I want. He's been winning me over little yeah. by little, and I'm like, uh, originally he was one of the people that yeah. I couldn't yeah. care for. It was a joke. And it was like, dude, we get it. You're the, you're the Goku of the WWE. <laughs> yeah. But, like, seriously, come on, bro. Yeah. But, like, the little bit that he's been working, I'm just like, okay, he, like, you, you, like, you can hate him, you can love him, but, yeah. like, He's been holding that banner similar yeah. to Tanahashi for the yeah. last 15 years. Yeah. And he's been, like, doing some great things. Yeah. Like, and he's, like, still, like, really, like, at times a little robotic in, like, mm-hmm. the way he moves. But that, Definitely. that will never change because that's the way he yeah. moves as a person. Agreed. But, like, the, the way he works, like, he mm-hmm. makes it, like, really convincing that he's still, like, this dominant person even though he moves like that. And, like, yeah. he, like... Add stuff to his like move set every once in a while. That's like, wait, did he, he just do that? He, he like, just did that. He, like, does that like sunset flip power bomb? Yeah. Thing? Like that's like I do that big that far into his career shouldn't be adding that to yeah. <laughs> the springboard stunner was another one that was just like, did did he just do that? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But one thing I've noticed with him is when he wrestles someone good, mm-hmm. he wrestles a way harder. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, like and he like. He, like one time I saw him lock in what I always forget the that's called. I only know one movie, oh, you know. Yeah. He like locked it in once and I was like, Yeah. What? Yeah. Didn't look terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um Is it I don't know if you've ever been because I've only seen you wrestle once. Mm-hmm. But would you rather be a healer or a face? You play a heel I so say, good. You yeah. are a fantastic <laughs> yeah. heel. Thank like, you. Thank when you, you yelled at that dude in the CM Punk shirt. Oh, like, I was like, I was sitting there. Go home. Like, I, <laughs> I was did. sitting there, like, I saw him and I was like, I hope he's still around. I hope he's still around. Yeah. I didn't see him when I came out. And I was like, damn it, there goes my opportunity. And then I see him and I was like, oh, I gotta fire away. And okay, I love CM Punk, but at yeah. the same time, like, in thinking about it, and oh, I should have brought this up because you did mention uh, bringing up time in Seattle. I spent extended time with the Kevin Sullivan. Um, ah. He actually, like, and we got to talking about punk. And I went and explained my side of the story and everything. Mm-hmm. And he was like, can I cut you off for a moment? I was like, yeah, sure. Like, go ahead. Like, you're, you're fucking Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> you're kind of sounding like a fucking Mark. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I just pissed off the Taskmaster. Right? <laughs> oh, God. And he was like, no, hear me out on this. So 
the dude went from making how many, like, how much in, like, fucking revenue. Like, he was making bank. Mm -hmm. He walked away from it because he got so caught up in his own work mm -hmm. that he thought that he was untouchable. Yeah. And it was like, you have a point. And he was like, like, look at where he's at now. Yeah. Like, no offense to Punk. Mm -hmm. He's a great talent. But, like, he lost that, that UFC fight. And, mm -hmm. like, he hasn't really been doing a whole lot. He has had... He writes comic world. books. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like... Yeah, he did that real rule... the road rules yeah. challenge thing. What? It was for, yeah. it was for it, a charity thing, so that's oh, rad. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For him, like... But, like, he was just, like... He turned all that down. And, like, at the end of the day, yeah, it's, like, to help fans out. But, like, yeah. we're also, like... We're trying to earn a living and everything. And he just... He got so caught up in the work that yeah. he, like, thought that he could... That he was basically bigger than Jesus. And yeah. it was, like... yeah. Yeah, you have a point there. And yeah. so, like, <clears throat> a freaking... Uh, oh, God, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, Kevin Sullivan uh, changed your mind about CM Punk. Uh, before that, though. <laughs> uh, being a heel? Oh, being uh, a... You know, like, uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. So, like, as soon as I saw that dude, even though, like, I was like, crap, I'm shitting on Punk, but at the same time, you can't deny what happened... Mm -hmm. I went and, like, yelled that out, and, like, it didn't hit right away, but then I heard this, oh, and I was like, yes! <laughs> See? Zeno agrees. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I've only worked a handful of times as a face, and I don't mind it, but I borderline on Chris Jericho WCW Lionheart situation, where I'm like, come on, baby! Yeah. And I'm like, dang it, I love, I love Jericho, but I'm like, I, I'm doing too much of that. I, I shouldn't be doing that. But, like, um, I've had a few people throw cans at me. And, like, <laughs> this is, like, I know that I'm doing my job when I'm a heel, when yeah. I'm having shit thrown at me. And yeah. I was just like, yes, this is amazing. Also, you better not fucking hit me because yeah. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when it came down to you developing this character for yourself as an independent wrestler. Yeah. Um, was it, was there an idea in your head? Like at first, like, I want to be one of the good guys. I want to be, or were you just like, I love the heel. So yeah, angles. I actually, there were three different choices that I had when coming up with the template and it just kind of uh, morphed from there. So first one was going to be the generic eighties, like face, mm -hmm. like, because I had a pair of Macho Man sunglasses, <laughs> and I was going to wear those to the ring and, like, have bright neon and tassels and all that shit. And uh, the guys were like, well, maybe not because, like, you're a big dude. Mm -hmm. So maybe work that in your thing. And I was like, okay. And then I was on a big Metal Gear Solid 5 <laughs> pick at the time. <laughs> and so yeah. I was like, maybe I could do a big boss gimmick. Or, like, uh you know, something with an eye patch or something like that. Just, yeah. like, military, like, dude's, like, trying to do the right thing, but he doesn't sympathize with the, like, with the uh, armies of the world and everything. So he, he does his own thing. He's, he's a gun for hire, basically. Yeah. And then the third one uh, was the... I, I was on a big Owen Hart kick at the time, like, because I related to Owen Hart, like, because I was one of the younger brothers and everything, uh -huh. and, like, the freaking scrappy, but, like, he can still hold his own. Yeah. And I was a big sucker for his King of Hearts gimmick mm -hmm. uh, back in 93, 94, and I was like, well, okay, I've got these two gimmicks, and I brought them up to the guys, and they were like, well, maybe... <laughs> 
Maybe because you're, you know, a taller dude and everything, maybe you can work the king gimmick. Yeah. Like, and I was like, okay. And, like, originally I was going to morph little bits and pieces of Owen into that. Yeah. And, like, I have some tendencies, but it's, like, just this uh, algamation of, like, everybody that I'm kind of, like, I, I like, I've had people tell me that I have a little bit of Owen uh, a little bit of Nakamura, a little bit of Omega, like just all over the place. So, mm -hmm. um, I, I like I have to keep that base baseline level right there where I'm a king. I'm cowardly, but at the same time, because I'm taller, mm -hmm. I'm the tallest guy in Wrestle Club. Uh -huh. um, I have to basically like I have to assert my force, and that's that's how it works. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and you nail it. It's yeah, you, yeah, sure. you really do. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was yeah. one of the, like it was a real fun show. Yeah. Definitely, I'm uh, like, working uh, library Comic Con was super fun, yeah. and I uh, I'm like I hope that they bring us back next year because yeah. like working the conventions like mm -hmm. that's one of the things I really like is because we get a lot of the. <laughs> This is going to sound like a negative term, and I don't mean it like this, but we get a lot of the closet wrestling fans. Okay. Where right. they're just straight up like, we like wrestling, we will watch it, like, you know, everyone. We're not going to go out of our way. Yeah, like, yeah. who's John Cena? Like, <laughs> um, it's one of those things where it's like, um, we get a lot of those, uh, those fans, and like, Nowadays, like, people are, like, shaming each other because they like wrestling or something else. And I'm like, mm -hmm. no, it's, like, cool to be a wrestling fan. Like, yeah. you should be, you should enjoy what you love freely, no matter what. Like, and so, like, we get a lot of those fans and they mm -hmm. come up to us and they're like, that was really fucking good. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. and I'm like, stop it. And they're yeah. like, no, we're being serious. Like, oh, we don't get a whole lot of wrestling out here. Mm -hmm. And if we're lucky, maybe the occasional WWE show. Mm -hmm. But, like, you guys doing a, like... A once a month or twice a month or something mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. we get that crowd and they're just like this is it's cool to be a wrestling fan yeah yes that's uh, awesome yeah like i mean the first time like i saw you was at the uh the potato drop and like literally i mean and actually i think that's like the first indie show like I'd ever yeah. seen, like, except, like, at Warped Tour, I remember there was Luchadors once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. At Warped Tour, I guess that's technically, like, my first indie show. I really <laughs> but, like, just the fact that it was, like, like zero degrees outside. Like, that, oh, yeah. like, and wind chill much worse than that. That's, like, I was struggling to stand and watch, like, any of it. But the fact that, like, you guys were putting it on and people were, like, there enjoying it, like, in those terrible conditions. Like, this is pretty cool. Like, this yeah. is this is really rad. Like... So, yeah, like, we were told that we wrestled in 17-degree weather, uh, me and uh, Grim, and uh, originally I was going to get compression leggings for uh, my, my gear, and the only pair that I could find were these baggy kind of, like, oh, no. wannabe ones, oh. and I was just like, fuck it, and they were like, are you going to wrestle with the shirt? And I was like, fuck it, yeah. and... So literally wrestling out in 17 degree weather and uh, it was it, like, there's no other experience like it. Like I wrestled in rain and uh, ice and then uh, for Treasure Valley Comic Con, we wrestled in 105 Jesus. degree oh, weather. Yeah, yeah. Like 
One of the things that I, I think that we can definitely take away, like, as a promotion is we don't care what the conditions are, mm -hmm. as long as it's not, like, a straight-up earthquake or, like, <laughs> yeah. a typhoon or something like that. Well, it'd be weird if he joined Wrestle Club, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> like, that we don't care, like, what the conditions are. We will wrestle because, like, that's, like, we want to put on a show and, like, we want to bust ass. So, mm -hmm. like, uh the potato drop was like one of my one of my favorite shows like and being out there for the main event which they had to bring in floodlights because they took the they they had to take the uh spotlight uh that they were going to have for us onto the stage and we're like crap um and like people had floodlights so we just set up floodlights yeah and i feel really bad for uh uh the two that were wrestling because like they straight up like they had a, a lot of the sweat that was forming, or like that fell on the ring, started crystallizing. Oh, ice no. oh shit! So they were trying to do their spots, and a lot of their spots were like, I uh, freaking like, I uh, just like normal suplexes, and like just I uh, I think somebody had a Michinoku driver at one point, but like them trying to do it, and like them barely having any footing and everything, and it was just like, holy crap! Oh my god! And they still busted out one hell of a show, regardless of the weather and, like, the circumstances and the conditions. So, like, that that show is definitely one of those, like, holy crap. And, uh, yeah, one of my favorites. Awesome. That's, yeah. That's some good dedication there. Yeah. Cool. Probably wrap up. Wrap it up. Yeah. Feel good. Yeah. Let's yeah. get some some plugs in. Yeah, Logan, what do you what what's what's what, next? What's next? Like, what's Russell Club got coming up? Where so can find you all that. Um, actually, I do have to bust out the phone for yeah, just definitely. a brief second. Oh yeah, that's, you get that's all fine. Your, that's um, fine. We can we can go in. We can get to you last. Yeah, yeah. That way. It's last. Um, actually, I should be able to pull it up, no problem. And there we go. So we've got on the 16th, we've got uh, the Potato Bowl over at the Special Olympics Idaho in Garden City. Uh, it will start at 2 o'clock. Let me double check that time. Yes, 2 o'clock. Okay. Um, it's going to be crowning the next uh, Potato Bowl champion. It's been vacated uh, since um, May, I believe. Okay. So we're going to have a new uh, Potato Bowl champion. You guys are, that's a tournament, right? That yep. you guys are running? Uh, are there some new wrestlers coming into that one? I've been seeing um, some like promo stuff coming up. Yeah, we've got actually a couple new uh, debuts uh, from a couple wrestlers, and I think we have one out-of-state guy, but awesome. uh, nice. we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, that's on the 16th? <laughs> yeah, uh, or yeah, it's 16th. Uh, then October 7th at Foot Park in Middleton, we have our two-year anniversary. Nice. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And um, then from there, uh, October 14th is going to be an Eagle somewhere. Uh, that one we haven't fully figured out um, of what... Um, all the details yet, but we'll have that. That's for fun days. Is that what that? I think so. I want to say is my future sister-in-law booked the booked you guys for that. Oh <laughs> cool. damn! Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. the event for the city. Awesome! shout out to her. And I, and her. I told her to to book you guys. So awesome! Amazing! Oh, yeah. and thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, and then we have uh, October 28th. I won't be at that show. I will be in Japan by then. But we have the. Uh, Day of the Dead Festival at the uh, Cloverdale Funeral Home. 
Um, that's, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually where I debuted at too. And so like uh, the running gag was literally like if we get like freaking like if we die somehow on the job or yeah. in the ring, we don't have to go far. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there is that on the 28th. Uh, time will be announced soon, okay. I believe, if it hasn't already been announced. Cool. Um, and then, I don't know, other plugs? Um, obviously, Russell Club, they, they've they been busting their ass since day one. Um, you know, I, I absolutely adore those guys no matter what. And happy to be uh, like a part of that journey mm -hmm. with them especially from day one uh to see where we came from two years ago is absolutely insane mm -hmm. so there's that um i recently got a sponsorship with uh collar and elbow yeah congratulations uh, yeah, thank awesome. you super cool uh it's a clothing brand similar to suplex um and their their aim is to support local wrestlers. Hell yeah! Um, can I drop a promo code of situation? Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. If you use the promo code Marcus King, uh, it's all caps M A R C U S K I N G. Uh, you get 10 percent uh, off a purchase um, for any of the T-shirts. Um, and like it, like it kind of uh, blends in with my personal, uh, like uh, color and elbow. They blend in with my personal um, philosophy of supporting local wrestlers. Because mm -hmm. like, at the end of the day, like we're all in the same game, so let's work together. You know? Yeah. And so, like, for them to uh, like do that on a grand scale with some awesome T-shirts, um, they've got uh, Al Snow uh, as the president of the company oh, and nice. CEO. Oh, um, what position does head have? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's somewhere like up at the top. <laughs> um, but they've got him. They've got Luke Gallows um, and uh, Shane Helms uh, also working with them and everything. Awesome. So like awesome. a lot of good like wrestling talent that they've been working the years for like uh, they've been working the ring um, for like. God, 25 years, maybe yeah. more, like, combined experience, maybe more than that. And, like, yeah, as I said, their their aim was to support local wrestlers. So, huge shout-out to Call and Elbow. That's rad. So, other than that, um, I don't, like... Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, so, uh, my Facebook, is, or my, my uh uh, page is King Marcus Anderson or Marcus King Anderson. Okay. Um, we do have a Wrestle Club website. Okay. Um, I don't know if we'll be. Let me see. Um, it, it, like we also have the Facebook that will will redirect to the website, and okay. it's just uh, you can find us at Wrestle Club or Idaho Wrestle Club, and it is uh, it shows a picture of uh, the next uh, Potato Bowl okay. uh, matchup. So. Um, you can find us there and, uh, yeah, like, uh, we do regular, uh, YouTube work. Uh, we have a, uh, a, the page is on Garibay's page. Okay. Just look up, uh, Garibay, uh, G-A-R-I-B-A-I, -I, I believe. Okay. And yeah, we have like nonstop wrestle club action and awesome. then some out of state stuff too. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Well, yeah, thanks for being here. Of course, uh, thank you guys really for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, this I'm, is amazing. I'm glad that yeah. we, were, like, we were able to work something out. Yeah. Like, 
I was worried I was just sitting there like with the schedule changing and me working like two jobs here in the next little bit and wrestling that it was going to be hectic but like I'm extremely happy yeah, that thank I you for taking time out of your morning and coming yeah, out yeah definitely yeah. When, we, when we started doing this podcast it was like well we have like I, I know one wrestler yeah. yeah I have to have him on here yeah I remember too and I was just like eventually I need to uh, I need to do this so yeah and yeah. we love to work more with having you know Inter- interview another folk yeah in definitely club. I will put in some words and everything awesome. and yeah. put you guys over strong hell yeah so. appreciate it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, follow me uh, at Ostercoaster Blue Gazi on Instagram like the cheese um that's it that's all A tasty Blue Gazi cheese <laughs> Oh crap! I forgot to plug my Instagram. Oh, yeah, ah, do it. Uh, do it. Uh, it uh, I have a new Instagram. Well, I have like a it, like three weeks or four weeks ago. Uh, it's Con Satan ninety one. Okay. Yeah, and the picture should be of me dressed up as Macho Man. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Uh, I'm at Wrestle Drums on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can follow me on them's. Yeah. Uh, also, if you uh, if you if you live in the Boise town area uh september 29th uh band i'm in red hands black feet is gonna be uh playing a show at the olympic venue and we got all new all new music to play Ooh, for, for the years roll. it's all new rock and roll nice. my my advice to you guys that are listening to it go see it it i've only been able to go to two or three of the shows that you guys have put on absolutely amazing that means so much thank you very much <laughs> that was good um yeah you can follow me on on Twitter at Zachary M. Evans, Zachary Mevans, before anyone else says. <laughs> and My Chemical Dad Pants on Instagram. Great, great. That's a great, great Instagram. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Love it. Um, and then, you know, follow our social media at uh, Genuine WrestleBoys on Instagram, at WrestleBoysCast on uh Twitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should, we need to mention our Audible. Uh, Audible. Audible trial. Oh, yeah. You Audible. like listening to books? Yeah, go to audibletrial.com slash wrestleboyscast and help us out and get a free 30-day trial. Get yourself, yeah. get yourself a book to listen, listen to. Yeah, to listen to some books. Yeah, there's lots of wrestling books out there. Yeah. Jericho has like 45. Yeah. So. They're good. They're good. <laughs> yeah. And McFoley has another 50. So, um, Yeah, and then my band I'm in uh, called We Are Apes is playing a show on uh, the 21st at Neurolux had to double check uh, with really a couple really cool bands yeah. Widow's yeah. Peak yeah. and Speak, Clearance yeah. yeah they're both super excited for that it's for first show back in a while and after recording so Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, you shows, guys stuff should check show. out that Fuck show yeah. too because they're fantastic as well we're just both plugging stuff for Eric since he's in both of our bands <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, check out Mad Sweet Brewery yeah <laughs> also, yes beer yeah yeah that's gonna do it for us today. Uh, thanks for listening. Russell Boys three sixteen says, "Did you know you are a cat?" <laughs> <laughs>